All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oilers Nation Radio. Episode 60. Whatever it is. 260. Liam on the beats. Rick on the couch. Tyler on his computer. He's checking the news because there's lots to talk about today. Bag milk here. We're missing Nation Dan. The rest of the gang's here. Lots to talk about. Liam, thank you for the beat. No problem. Where do you come up? When do you start thinking about the beats? When I sit down and you say, I need a beat. <laughs> Fair enough. That's impressive. It's just I got a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on in my head. You always got a rhythm. You're like Billy Joel in that way. There's always a tune in your head. Yep. You just got to let it out. Uh, I want to start off the podcast we do every week for a shout out with our friends at Oodle Noodle, 18 locations and counting, including a brand new one down in Calgary. If you have family in Calgary, if you live in Calgary, if you know people in Calgary, check... Tell them to check that out because you deserve better food. Got it? Tyler, agree? Yes. I had noodle noodle last night. I'm having noodle noodle tonight. I got a wonton soup and spring rolls and green onion cakes. And it was exactly what my body needed after the nation vacation. Sounds good, man. Was good. Was good. What do you have for a delicious debate for us today? Yes, Apuljarvi will be a healthy scratch tonight. That is the expectation, at least, uh, heading into the Oilers game against the Seattle Kraken back at Rogers Place. And that is obviously fueling up the old trade speculation machine. So our delicious debate today is guess the return for Yesa Apuljarvi. Could be anything. It really could be anything at this point. Like anything in the like world. That's an illegal be, bet. Or that's an illegal guess. Yeah. Yes. Um, we should like, can we take a note of these, Tyler, just to like see how close we get when the trade actually happens? Yeah, sure. I would assume it's just a pick. What think, round? Yeah. And what year? What's your closest guess? Uh, I think it'll be a third or fourth round pick. 
You got to No or. You're you're Pick going one. third round with a there condition. You there What's you the go. Condition. If the uh, whoever he gets traded to gets like like a playoff a round. Playoff, thing. Yeah, if they make right. the playoffs or something like that, maybe. Um, so yeah, I'll do a f- fourth round pick with the condition of it turning into a third in 2026. 2026. <laughs> yep. Three years from now. <laughs> Hell yeah. But then what's your condition? <laughs> that if they make if they make it to the conference finals. That makes sense. If you you're probably given him to a a lesser team who has money to take him because none of the top teams have any money. So what year do they have to make the conference finals? Within the next three years. I don't know. They, is that a condition? That seems like a condition. Sure. I that's what I would negotiate. I bet you it's a condition. The AHL or AJHL. Sorry. AJHL. That's where you do. You're negotiating. Yes. Okay, I'm yes. just putting 2026 conditional fourth round pick for. Liam no, actually, Richard. I want to change it. Oh my God, man. If he signs a new deal with the team. Thank you. Okay. There you go. There you go. So I'll make it 2025. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving me nuts. <laughs> Rick, you're up next. Mine's going to be different than absolutely everybody's. Good. I'm going to tell you the return, I hope so. is, the return is nothing. Future considerations? Nope. It's nothing. What do you, you mean? You know why? Because I don't think they actually trade him. I think he walks it. They use him as kind of a rental type of guy and he walks at the end of the year. So, and especially with it, with, with uh, Yamamoto going back on LTIR, mm-hmm. you're really having an issue with Ray Wingers, right? And I'm not saying you got to put him in the top six. I'm just saying that if you, how do you drop two right wingers off this lineup right now? I agree. So what are the, so I'm going to say they ride it out. Like, I don't, I don't, there is no, I don't see the return being very helpful other than cap wise for this playoff run. I think you'd rather have a body like him. I understand there's not a lot of offense coming out of him. But there's also not a lot of defensive lapses either. So if you're either, he's either neutral or plus, that's a that's a decent player to have in your bottom six. So I would say he's going to stay here into the in through the playoffs, and at the end of the summer something will happen. My I guess just to add to my point, I kind of hope they don't trade him because I think he does have some value to the team, and I agree with what you just said. Mm-hmm. And his offense has slightly been getting better since he did he's got get three his, in his last twelve or something. like that. Yeah, yep. like and I know that's not fantastic, and for the money twenty and a half on, goals a year. Uh, so says some tweet I saw the other day. Twenty and a half goals. Yes. How do you score half a goal? Well, that's just uh, <laughs> look at the uh, look at betting. Oh, that's his over under. Yeah. Well, no, I think oh. I think it's uh, so if you're on three goals and twelve, that gives oh, you like twenty and a half over eighty four. Oh, so or whatever. whatever. That's what he's on, on pace, pace for. for. Yeah. If that was to. Yeah, I mean, in Pugliovi's defense, we've seen two decent seasons out of him, mm-hmm. and he like earned this third contract in a yep. way. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to see him go, but if I do think he'd go, that's what I think the value would maybe be around. Makes sense. Tyler, what do you got? I'm going to say a 2024 third round pick and a conditional 2025 third round pick. If he, no, sorry, the 2023 third rounder and a conditional 2024 third rounder if he resigns. So basically, Oilers are guaranteed a third rounder, the team that's getting them, some rebuilding team. If they just want to take a gamble on him for three months. You're paying a third round pick to take that gamble. If you want to re-sign him and keep him long-term because you like what you saw, it'll cost you another third rounder. My guess is going to be a third round pick in 2023, along with a player that we've never heard of. Like I'm, and I'm talking like a Zach Pochi row kind oh, of situation yes. when they traded Yakupov. So not even like a Clem Clauston. You got someone even more, uh, Unknown. I, I think that the Oilers are going to be fishing for space on this one. 
I just, there's, you can't turn around and spend it directly. Oh, I get it. I get it. But like, actually, that's my guess is a third round pick and a Zach Pochi rope type prospect. A contract. Yep. Okay. So the the costume trade is, I've never really thought about that, but it's interesting that like you were able to get something for Smorokov and wasn't very good in the NHL and doesn't play in the NHL, but you can't get anything for Paul Yavi who was shown he can perform in the NHL. The struggle is obviously the consistency. Yeah. And this is funny. So if you've been watching recently online, um, a lot of people have come out and said, as people are trying to go, if Holland, you know, props for the, the Holland trade deal or the costume deal. Yeah. People are coming. Oh, you can't say that because two days before that he was on waivers. Yeah. Could have for free. Well, guess what? In this case, if we picked him up that way, we put Sam Rukov on waivers. He probably leaves for free. Exactly. Yeah. Because he had to clear waivers to get sent down. Yes. And he was going to get sent and down. And he was not going to be ahead of Broberg and he was not no. going to be ahead of Nima Linen. So there was a very good chance he was going on waivers for free too. So enough with this. And, and the, yeah, just enough. The other thing is like contracts. there's one, the I was contract say that too. Yeah. There's also like the contract swap. Like yeah, I don't know how you many can only at, have 50 so. contracts. I think it was an hour at 45 or 46. So we were probably still low at the time, but actually I have their cap. I have the cap open like right now. They were kind of high. Well, they're at 45. Okay. So if you wouldn't have moved out Samur, Samurakov, you're at 46 you make two deadline ads, you're 48. Like you probably would have been fine. But we were okay at the time when it was yeah, yeah, we're okay under 50. We're probably going to 50. The other thing too, and people don't understand this, the value in acquiring a player who has just cleared waivers, because if yeah, you acquire Clem Costin before, or if you claim him off waivers and you want him to go down to Bakersfield, you have to put him on waivers. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? St. Louis might sit there and go, we're taking them right back yep. or another team that sit there and go shit. Edmonton actually likes this guy. We're taking them now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we saw that with what's his name? The goalie. Remember that? Anton Forsberg. Forsberg. Yep. Right. And then the other side of it, he clears, you trade for him after he clears, you can put him right in Bakersfield. Cause at that point he is an AHL player. You acquired That's an AHL player. And let's be honest, Clem Costin, Probably needed a couple months to get things going. He did not start well in Bakersfield at all. I was surprised they called him up when he did. He was like minus eight. He was like barely playing. He wasn't scoring. Like I think all his points came in like one or two games and and however many games he played down there. So like, but he's come up and proven literally all of us wrong. So one thing I just want to point out too, I love claim as much as anybody. Like we're coming up with nicknames left, right, and center. Hmm. Though I do recognize the guy shooting at twenty four percent right now. So like, <laughs> eh. But I, someone asked us actually, like it'll obviously come down. But you look at where he's scoring goals. He's scoring from nice spots. They're all from like besides the one on Saturday. Like that was just a nice goal, but like just on the doorstep for all of them. Yep. So I think that's like a massive positive for him. Um. But yeah, on that, like, who really cares? Who cares how you got him? You got him. You got him. And it exactly. worked. So 100%. what does it matter? Yeah. Shall we take a guess on where Poyavi might go to? Yeah, sure. Because I'm, I'm going to. Did you see something on your phone here? No. Are you, are you searching? I was just looking at kind of like the bottom teams and where he could go. Mm-hmm. So these are like the bottom, however many here Chicago, Columbus. I don't think he'll go there. Anaheim, Arizona, San Jose, Montreal. Vancouver, Ottawa, Philly. That's probably the group I would guess he would go to. So, so of that group, my question is, who's the deepest in on analytics? See, and I don't think it really comes down to that. I think I think if he does get moved, it's going to be in a package to move money in that exact same trade. So they've got you know, money coming in, money going out. So you need to go and actually look at who the Oilers are going to be bringing in. Yeah. So a team like Chicago with a Taves trade, 
maybe that's where he gets uh, buckled into. Maybe, yeah. Right? I, so mean, I don't think he's just going to go to a bottom dweller for draft picks at that point. I, I that, think, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And that, besides, that draft pick is going to be higher than normal. I think there's a couple of teams that you could eliminate just from the list. Columbus. They literally didn't draft him. Costin has more goals than Johnny Gaudreau. Go ahead. And Philadelphia. I just don't think Tortorella is going to want someone like Poyavi on his team. He loves the iPad too, so that's not going to work. Yeah, that's not going to help. So that leaves Ottawa, Vancouver, Montreal, San Jose, Arizona, Anaheim, and Chicago. Just I was talking to my boy Quads in Vancouver. He's the editor at Canucks Army. Um, he thinks that Vancouver could reasonably be a landing spot for him because they're clearly going into a rebuild, whether they mm. know it or not. And this is a player that you could take a flyer on, you know? Yep. Ever since I tweeted that he is going to be a healthy scratch tonight, there have been fans from like five or six teams. I want him. I want him. Please Don Waddell, go get this guy. Like I'll, other fans seem to have like a pretty high value on him, but this kind of happens whenever a player is rumored to Especially be available. Especially with that draft pedigree. Yeah. But it's also just looking at spreadsheets. Like, I mean, dude, there's not a person in this world that loves the guy more than I do. And I want to see him succeed. I want to succeed, see him succeed in this city. And I get it. All of his analytics are good or great or whatever, but it comes down to at the end of the day on ice production. Mm -hmm. And like I said, he's not putting them up offensively right now. Everybody knows that. Um, but like I said, also he's not giving up a lot of defensively either. So I honestly believe you'd ride it out. I do not see a reason to move him right now. I think it's always funny too, because obviously there's two sides to the debate, but whenever he does score a goal, Twitter goes nuts yep. in like a positive way. And everyone's like pumped to see him actually get a goal. So yep. I think everyone's on Puyavi's side, but For from sure like an actual, just like team perspective, it's not worked all, like, at all this season. So I could see why the others would want to just move on. I'll like, be scared to move who on. Who brings in a better value this season? Is it Fogel or is it Puyavi? Puyavi. Puliarvi brings you back more than Fogel because Fogel's yeah. got the extra year too. Yeah, and Puliarvi still kind of, even though we are, we don't see it that way. He still has a bit of that draft pedigree. A GM might sit there and be like, ah, you know, if I gave him top six minutes here, take the pressure off him, whatever, yep. it could work here. I think Fogel, because of the extra year, even though he's slightly cheaper, he just he's a little older and he's lost that shine. Right? He's not really viewed as much of a project. He's viewed as a bottom six guy, whereas Puliarvi is bottom six guy, but also project who could be more. He's the old mystery box. I call him a middle six guy. Yeah. Middle six guy. That's a good way to put fair. it. And yeah, Fogel is probably more of a traditional bottom, bottom six, six guy. Six. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I think Anaheim makes a ton of sense for this guy. Um, I think Arizona obviously makes a lot of sense for this guy, just as an organization who you could see wanting to take a chance on a guy with some skill. Um, those are the two that really jump off the page to me. And honestly, not a ton more like Montreal is a pressure cooker. I can't see, see those teams them. giving up actual draft picks or are they trying to go bad contract for quote unquote bad contract? Yeah. I mean, Arizona has two third rounders this year and four next year. And in the next three drafts, they have eight second rounders. Like I could see them going we have all these picks. You, the problem with stockpiling picks like that is at some point you add all those prospects and there's no room, there's no room for them to play. Right. So Arizona might sit there and be like, you know what? 
One of those seconds in 2025, one of which is the Oilers second in 2025, one of those seconds and hmm, maybe the Oilers third in 2024. Just give us back what we gave you for Zach Cassian and we'll give you Pugliarvi. <laughs> I hope like if this trade does go through, <clears throat> I legitimately hope he goes to a place where he can just fly under the radar a little Arizona. bit. Yeah. Just- well, there, there's about 27 other team. Well, maybe that's a little high. 24 other teams in the league where he's going to feel like he's flying under the radar just because it's such a fishbowl in Edmonton and 100%. most likely most of Canada. Yeah. So who knows if it's beginning of the end, I enjoyed watching him. I've always liked Pooley It's like been him. frustrating. It hasn't been a smooth line, all that stuff, but like, but I, do you see, honestly think Holland will make that move knowing that Yamamoto's had this much injury issues going back on LTR right now. And if it is a shoulder situation, he's going back on right now when he was just off that to me says, the old, you know, Edmonton thing, the old Edmonton way and shoulder surgery. Hmm. Yeah. It is getting it's, a little worrying with Yamamoto now. Cause that's banged two, up a lot. twice this season. He's been out, right? Yep. Yeah. And they still won't yeah. tell us. So I'm assuming that they're probably the same injury, right? It's just weird. They won't say anything other than upper body. Cause yeah. Well, yeah. Hockey man. That's what they do. Yeah. Annoying, but I mean, we can pretty much guess if that's what it was before. And most likely it's the same thing. There's not a, there's not one play out there in the one or two games he played or whatever it was. And you're like, oh, there it is. Oh, there's something different. If he just disappears to the point where he's getting scratched and nobody saw it coming. Well, I'm guessing that's it's, it's flared back up again, whatever the issue is. We'll see. It's going to be spicy around here. If Pugliarvi is out tonight, which sounds like he is. Do you think he deserves to be out? I don't know if he does. I don't think he does. To be, I, honest. I think, think he's he been does. playing better as of late. Yeah. I don't think he does either. I think it's weird timing for a healthy scratch for him, unless I, there's really unless scored. there's an underlying an underlying um, reason. Maybe you guys are correct, and here comes the trade, and they're trying to keep him healthy for another maybe. day or two, or maybe you know in the the way the lineup is, they're trying to showcase one other guy. Like maybe they needed someone needed to see Fogel play one more game or something so like that yeah. or Ryan or whatever the fact, you know, the case may be, but it is, he's definitely had worse games. So mm-hmm. to do it right now is kind of well, weird timing. I just think it's interesting because you look at this past week. So we had that fight against LA where he mm-hmm. actually laid the big hit, which kind of mm-hmm. initiated all that. It was great. I don't remember much from Anaheim, but I don't remember him being bad by any means. He wasn't. San Jose scored. And then against L, uh, against Vegas, sorry, I know he was dash one, but I actually thought he played like a decent game. I know we kind of spoke about, I don't can't remember if we spoke about it on a podcast, maybe off air, how Fogel looked better, but also maybe Fogel's ball was just so low that he looked yeah. relevant again. It just doesn't seem fair again that Poyav is the, the sacrifice for this, but maybe it is they're trying to showcase other guys. I want to hear from you. We're taking a couple of guesses on what the return could be. Uh, we got picks everywhere. Rick says he's staying here. That's his guess. We'll see. I mean, not the way we, the story I wanted, not the way I wanted it to end. I mean, I was looking at one of my, at my book today at some of the futures that I put down. I had him over 15 goals this year. Like I thought that was a lock. Yeah. That just hasn't gone. This season just hasn't gone his way in a lot of different ways. Yep. And it sucks because this is going to be another instance of the Oilers selling low on a guy and the return's going to be poor. So if he picks it up somewhere else, this is going to be one that we hear about forever. So hit us up Owen radio podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Just what you think. What do you think? 
Next up, I want to change gears a little bit because I've got to give some love to our friends at AMA Travel for the mm. nation vacation we just put on to Las Vegas. All four of us are in the room. So before we move on to the other Oilers news, let's just recap the trip real quick. We did it on real life yesterday. I want to start with Liam. This was the first time you got to go on one of these. So what was yes. kind of like your first impression of your first nation vacation? Uh, well, the flight was awesome. Like it was a really good vibe on the flight and yep. everyone was, everyone's like chanting when we, Side landing, so that kind of kicked it off in like a really fun way. And then I guess just to fast forward to the watch party itself, it was insane to be honest. Like, wasn't it, it was, wasn't it awesome how many Oilers fans we got in that bar? It was nuts, and just like so, it like bled out into like New York, New York too, yep. and like there was people in there. And I walked to the bathroom, and there was Oilers fans everywhere. Like it was just insane, yeah. Too many of us that we were like able to influence that, I suppose, in a way and like get everyone in there. And then the vibes in there were nuts. So yeah, like all of that. And then the game itself, like security having to usher us out because we basically formed our own party in the lobby of <laughs> T-Mobile and they bled out to outside and just all of it was just, just epic to be honest. Like I'm looking into Toronto. Oh, you gotta Toronto. come. You gotta come. So just want to back up to the watch party real quick. <clears throat> when we showed up, we had a spot kind of roped off for our party of 50 that flew down there with us. Mm -hmm. And as we were getting there, the managers was like, are you sure you need the whole 50? Like, <laughs> are you sure? And we just kind of said as a group, buddy, we're going to fill this bar. And he goes, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll see. And then as it got closer to puck drop, you could see him kind of looking around. He goes, they're going to fill the bar. <laughs> Tables are dropping like flies, dude. Like, yep. I'm like, guys, where are you? I didn't know if your M check was going to table. I was trying to find Jay to get him a spot. Like, yep. I'm like, guys, you need to get here because tables are going fast. When we walked in, there was a group of Oilers fans kind of on the other side of the velvet rope. <laughs> yes. And I thought that was our party. And then as I'm looking, I'm like, I don't, I don't recognize any of these <laughs> from our trip anyway. Well, I told him, I was like, yeah, we're with Oilers Nation. He's like, yeah, but I got two groups. Like you can't have two groups under Oilers Nation, but I was like, okay, I'll drop Dan's name. And he's like, oh, looked, he's like, yeah, and gave us the, you know, the empty side. So I don't like, everyone else just showed up. And I think they should use Oilers Nation. I mean, obviously we kept pushing it on social. Yep. That's what it was. I mean, it's so all going forward. Whoever's listening to this, if you know, you get a call from, from big Dan and you know, we're in town yeah, and you're going to need some extra seats. You might want to, you might want to just remember we're going to fill the bar. And that dude said like, Usually at six, seven o'clock at night, it is a ghost town in there. Yeah. Nobody's in there. And we rammed it. Rammed it, full. it was a great spot. Like just to, yep. like, there was so many screens to watch from too. It was, we picked the perfect bar to watch it at. Yeah. Tyler, you popped the romper out for the first time this season to the Vegas game on Saturday at T-Mobile. My favorite thing when you're wearing the, the outfit with the romper and the flag is I was watching you from afar and just kind of people that slide in for photos of you with that outfit on always makes me laugh. Yeah. People are big fans of the romper uh, more so than probably they're fans of me as a person, but regardless <laughs> uh, with great power comes great responsibility because mm -hmm. the Oilers are like eight and one or something crazy when I wear that outfit. And that's the first time this year I've busted it out because I really wanted the Oilers to come through for us and keep the good vibes going down in Vegas. And they did that. They played great. The trips are always a good time, whether the Oilers win or lose. I think we all kind of know that. Um, but Something special about them going out behind enemy lines, getting a dub for us and us getting to really celebrate hard that night. Just nothing was killing our vibes. 
two wins back to back too. We got the yeah. watch party win. That place, we blew the roof off the place when McDavid scored to open the scoring. Did not calm down from there. Vegas, that game was a home game somehow. Oh, yeah. It will be, elim- it was, uh, let's call it a neutral site because I think yeah. we eliminated the home ice advantage for Vegas. When Matthias Janmark scored to open the scoring, Vegas I got legend. A- Vegas no legend. Video. Still no tribute video. Eat the ball got one, but not Matthias Janmark. All right. He was pissed. Our boy from TLN, uh, Leafs Nation, Nick Alberga, tweets at me, goes, what is going on in there? The <laughs> cheer that came through the TV was immense after that goal. I was like, man, it's a home game in here. Well, there's fans everywhere. Yeah. And they split our group up. And I thought it was actually kind of funny as we were sitting there. We were in five sections as groups of 10 in five different sections. And I was like, well, that's kind of annoying. But then as you saw the orange jerseys around, I'm like, wow, that's not going to matter at all. Yeah. It's really not going to matter. I wonder if that's a smart strategy. So you look at some, they, we, the only other sport I could think of where they try and do something like that is, is like uh, European football, right? So they, and it's usually so they don't beat the shit out of each other. Where but, they separate? Yeah. They, yeah, oh, yeah. So they have the, you know, the away <laughs> and, uh, the, area or And the line of police down yeah. both sides. Yeah. So is it better to put all of them in one spot? Or is it better to like try and thin them out? But now they're all over and they're just going to like they're, take over the herd. They're probably yep. debating that right now. Like that was Monday morning's meeting. How do we avoid Oilers <laughs> taking over this arena next time they come? Yep. It was, it really was incredible. Yeah. The whole scene, the whole weekend was great. And then I got to give a shout out to everybody on the Oilers Nation squad that was with us. We went to celebrate at Fremont street after the watch party on Friday. What a dance party we had out there. <laughs> we were really boogie and our boogie per 60 was sky high. Point of this is check out our socials, check out the recap articles on OilersNation.com. You need to come on these trips. Weird question, but Liam, uh, yep. have you taken the elevator when you've been both days here? Or I, how's that going? I'm now a proud member of the stair gang. Wow. Congratulations. I, not, I, not, I even walked down to the bathroom today. At, yeah. And it's <laughs> Good two for you. flights of stairs. Good for you. Yeah. I, I closed it out as well on the trip by going down the stairs at the airport when we mm-hmm. returned to Edmonton. So I'm in it now. I'm, I'm proud of, of you for doing that. I it was, too. I, it was a lot. I won't lie. Uh, especially mentally when <laughs> in the morning I woke up and I walked across the street to the target and I looked at the escalator and I was like, no one's here. Like I could do this. <laughs> and I said, no, Liam, you're taking the stairs. You're part of the stair gang now. And I took them up. And then when it rained in Vegas, they all closed. So there was no choice but to take the stairs. Yep. Yeah. But you're so, already in the mix. Didn't matter. that By that time, my knees were already shot. I could, I could barely walk anyway. So. Did anybody else put together their walking kilometers from the trip. I did 43 kilometers. I, I didn't look at And that was a very peak. slow Sunday too. We didn't really move on Sunday. No. I didn't leave the hotel until we left as a team. <laughs> I, I will say I'm pretty sure I was down. I think I lost a pound or two. <laughs> so if you were around and saw the uh, alcohol consumption or French fry consumption by myself this weekend, um, it was, it was quite high. I'm quite impressed with myself. You know what else is impressive about me and you, Rick? What's this? We showed the kids how it's done again. Oh, buddy, that's what we do. <laughs> we have a rule. We talked about this on Better Late Than Never. One before 10 or 10 before one. I'm sure you've heard us talk about it before. <laughs> Day one, everybody was in the mix in the group chat. We're all in. We got in under the wire. The next day, we had Dan in early. We had Jay in. Me and Rick were in. Our boy Waz was in. Tyler, 
you slept right through the right right through the game. Yeah, I did. Um, I didn't wake up till after ten o'clock. So, um, and then when I did wake up, I was like, "Shit, I got to do a live show right away. I need to get going." What time did we do our show that day? Or what time did we like did a show? Twelve thirty. That was my show. Oh, it was yours. Twelve thirty. Yeah. So twelve thirty, we peer pressured you to have a beverage, and you saw it didn't go well. No, it was. It was no, a you were. It was about to get that one down. It was like when we were watching football. <laughs> Getting it down wasn't that big of an issue. It was, the, it was keeping it down, I think, is yeah. what the struggle was. A couple hot burps, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think on Sunday as we were watching football, just kind of hanging out in a sports book, it took me about two hours to get through a Bud Light. <laughs> Man, Bud Lights are like water. <laughs> yeah, they were sippers. So uh, we'll just close it out real quick. When the goat brought the oh, uh, peanut butter, yeah, those, you, those are actually pretty good. Because you know what? I finished that and I'm like, oh, I could... I can see myself starting to get going again. Yeah, it's the painkiller. Mode is rolling. The point here is check out all the social posts we put up. There was a ton of them. (laughs) Check out all the articles. Check out all the videos that are coming out. Check out episodes of the podcast when we were down there. Get yourself to Toronto with us. Nationgear.ca. Our friends at AMA Travel put together another trip. We're going in March. You need to be there. I have one last thing. So in the last episode may have seemed like I had had a few with the way things were going, but I was just having that much fun. that I'd even, I'd even need a drink to have that much fun on the show. So that's, that's the, that's my last point on the nation. Was that vacation. just the weird glasses? Is that the, that was the weird glasses? When Kennedy the, taped you for like an hour and a half? Yeah. The immigrant song to kick off the show. Great. The buttons not working. Cause I've got to turn them on. <laughs> no, Is they were everything? on. The volume was down, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> Sometimes you Vegas and sometimes you Vegas too much. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's just be proud. We didn't have to uh, take down any episodes. Yep. I was part of a, of a, uh, <laughs> of a podcast once that we were had to take down a little while after. Also uh, yeah. shout out to the lost episode of better late than ever. It's out there. It's on Tyler's computer. We can play it right now. We won't do it. Don't mm-hmm. forget about Cabana boys. That one got taken down too. Oh yeah. Cabana boys was sloppy. <laughs> that was tarps off. Oh, that was a, that was a tarps off episode. Oh, that's big. Yeah. Ask, ask Kuma about it next time you see him. Nation vacation. Find your way onto one. I promise you, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. What are the dates for Toronto? March 10th to 12th. I believe I will confirm for you, Liam. March 10th to 12th. All right. March 10th to 12th. I nailed it. There you go. I nailed it. And that is a hockey night in Canada edition too. Just like this past weekend. Think how mad the the Leafs fans will be when we're in what's their arena called again? Scotiabank Center. Scotiabank Center in their lobby. Give oh, it to them. Yeah, they're gonna hate that. Speaking of the lobby thing, we talked about this on Real Life yesterday. We're gonna mention it real quick now, and then we're gonna wrap up the Vegas trip talk. Mm-hmm. The shame chant that a lot of you were real upset about. There's context to that. Yes. Yes. Our boy Captain Felton rewatched the game yesterday. He was with us after every penalty an away team takes the crowd chants, shame, shame, shame. Captain Felton discovered that they cut to commercial. You didn't hear that chant at the arena. So after the game was over, Oilers fans were just giving it right back to them. Mm-hmm. And Vegas fans were laughing too. I was yeah. going to say, when you watch the video and you look at the people coming down the stairs, they're yes. literally laughing. And some of them are laughing and give it right back. They have some, it was they have all some good vibes. fun fan interaction that yep. we don't normally have. So, I mean, you if didn't like that, you definitely wouldn't have liked me in Nashville because the same thing, <laughs> they have some fan interaction there when, you know, you yell back to the announcer and what like and stuff. And we were up for nothing. 
I lost my voice yelling at absolutely everybody in that one. So it was, it's just fun, man. I mean, they wouldn't have liked you on Saturday either. <clears throat> That's fair. The we guy were... with the, uh, the sword and the, sh- and the sword and the shield. Yeah. He, the, <laughs> he didn't like me. Very Our much. section was fun. It was Rick, Tyler and I, and we were just like, at one point I was running up and down the stairs. Like we were having fun. The, my section was really good too. There was like everyone was the, all the Vegas fans were having a good time with the Oilers fans. They were a little confused by the soup chant that we kept going every time. We made it's, a quick, like, it's a quick explanation. Yeah, so that was good. And then there was a lady in front of me who was a Chargers fan who was watching the game. Oh, so she was, oh, having, so a she was really having a bad, bad time. And then the guy next to me said, "Well." You'll be crying after your second team loses tonight. <laughs> so she she liked that too. So it was all all in good spirits. Everything. Those games are fun though. So they they were honestly. Obviously, I'm pretty loud and I like to have some. Fun. This stuff just kind of like comes out of my like. I there's no pre thought at all. That just. No. Pops out. We had fun yelling. I think it's fun. Yeah. My voice, as you can probably hear right now, is still recovering. The gentleman behind me asked me how Evander Kane was doing. So they care. They really care. That's nice. MA Travel, thank you for putting it together. I appreciate you. We all do. You made life so much easier for us. Can't wait to do it again in Toronto. Liam mentioned Evander Kane, so let's talk about him. The big man is back. Whoop, whoop. Again, we're going to plug the real life interview we did with him. Was that two weeks ago now? Yep. He did say. He said he wanted to be back sooner than expected. Well, our man's is back and he didn't try to LTIR him because it turns out you weren't allowed to anyway. Tyler, what's your take on Kane coming back and the moves to get him available? So Nima Linen got returned to Bakersfield, mm-hmm. Yamo and Murray to the LTIR. Yeah. Um, well, we can dissect it kind of a piece at a time here. Kane being back. It goes without saying this is a big boost. This is a guy who, since he joined the Oilers, basically scores a goal every second game. This season had 13 points in 14 games. Looked like before he got hurt that he was starting to find his form once again. So hopefully he slides in and is exactly what the Oilers need from him. A guy who scores a a lot and a guy who gives them some swagger and some jam. I would imagine early on, it might be hard for him to get going from this kind of injury and it might be tough for him to get back in the swing of things fully. Might even be some nerves for him to like go play physically and even rip the puck as hard as he can because like Kane admitted, he's not at 100% right now. But what I'm kind of irritated about is the group of people who are like Oilers rushing a player back from an injury again. You could listen to our interview when he tells you exactly what's happening. Yeah. Like he mentioned the nerves. It'll take a long time. They told him it could take six months to a year to maybe longer. Yeah. To maybe longer for the nerves to come back in every part of kind of his hand, I guess, more or less. So guess what? If you wait for this guy to be 100%, it's but it might not ever happen. He might not ever get feeling back in some parts like that. Like yeah. That stuff can happen with nerve damage. Yeah. That also may not even affect his game. And that too, the only thing that matters, it's not a hundred percent, 90%, 80%. It's risk of re-injury. And yes. if the doctors sit there and he passes all their strength tests, Kate, check one. And if the doctors sit there and go, there is little chance you can make this worse or re-injure it just by playing the game. Obviously freak accidents can always happen, right? That's how they started. But like, you cannot make this worse by just playing the game. Then you put them back. People online acting like Ken Holland went down to the room, looked at Evander Kane and was like, you're in tonight. And Kane was like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. You're in. Like, it's embarrassing. Like, come on. He literally told us in this room, he was coming back as soon as he possibly could. Yeah. Didn't I- he also say that like he had a previous injuries with like, other teams and he came yep. back soon. He's always a quick he healer. Just, he's like, like worked hard to get back. Like 
This isn't a Van der Kane decision, I would assume, right? Like, it's kind of like when Dreisaitl and Nurse were hurt in the playoffs. Like, those guys wanted to sit out a game, then they get that call. These are grown adults. Like, there's obviously any doctors and all that kind of stuff, but like... They, they make their own decisions, essentially. Yeah, and I mean, I do. Cleared by the doctors. The yeah. thing for me is cleared by doctors. If Kane yeah. wanted to come back and the doctors were like, no. For sure. And yeah. the Oilers were like, yeah, let him play. Like, that would be weird. But like, if Kane wants to play and says he feels good enough to contribute, if the doctors say he can't be re-injured and he's good to play and he's strong enough, why would the Oilers be like, well, We don't I want don't this know. guy in the lineup. Yeah, gotta- maybe we should wait. Stupid. Well, how about him starting on the third line? At I was going to say, start. have we seen lines yet for today? I know yeah. we saw. So we saw who was skating yesterday, and he was down there. He was with, with McLeod and Fogel. Okay, I think third line makes sense. Inch him into it because he's not like he's not getting a. He hasn't played in two months, two and a half months. Thirty-one games Question. missed, which was nuts to think about. To yep. be honest, who's the second line then? The Cost and Nuge Yamark, yeah, right. and then top line is obviously the big. And then the fourth line down oh. will be Holloway and Ryan with a different player sorted through. Yeah, because they're going 11 17, yeah. I would imagine. So Which hide, would also indicate to me that Kane's going to get shifts with McDavid at some point. Of course, he's well. oh, 100%. Yeah. It gonna... makes total sense to me to ease him in. Me too. He's going to be rusty. Yeah. But also, we thought that, and did he score in his first goal? He did. Against one yeah, he did. But he did say he was like skating in quicksand too or yeah. whatever, right? So. so it's going to take him a minute to get back up to yeah. speed. To me, I'm just. Even having him coming, inching along as he gets back up to speed, having his competitiveness, the fire, the swag he brings into the lineup, I think that he's coming in at a really good time because the Oilers are starting to kind of look like they're playing a little bit more yep. for each other. And you know, it's a big part of that. And it ties into something you said about this whole Kane thing. Marcus Niemelainen goes down. Vinny DeHarnay stays up. And you want to talk about playing with some swagger and some character and things like that. Vinny DeHarnay does that. And I'll give Tom Gazzola credit for throwing all of this together today when I was listening to him talk about it. But in that game against Vegas, he went after Keegan Colasar late in the game after Keegan Colasar hit dry sidle earlier in the game. And DeHarnay talked about it and said, I went up to him and said, you don't do that more or less. I'm kind of paraphrasing. I'm like, don't touch the stars. I don't like that hit. And Colasar, I guess, said it's too late in the game to do anything about it. But DeArnay waited the entire game and said he was thinking about it the whole time. If I'm on the ice with that guy, I'm getting at him. Do we have video of this? Wasn't that, I think that was when he grabbed that guy in front of the net, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I remember that. I didn't know who it was or why, but. Well, if you yeah. remember this, sir, I think your BBP was a little low. My BBP? BBP. BBP. Beers per period. Beers per period. I didn't. <laughs> Couldn't take, take out a, an extra mortgage. They were, it was full price Saturday at oh T-Mobile. I'll tell you. Okay, I'm only I, on credit. I am going to say though, I don't know how stoked I would be to see the big fella fight right now. His preseason and training camp was hampered by a yeah. hand injury. Yep. And then re-injured it. Like I get it. Like uh, the fact he's out there doing that shit, man, I'm all about it. I'll take and him shaking a, a guy though. He's a, He's a big, big dude. Yes. And with the bald head and the little mustache thing, he looks like a, he looks like a villain. A super villain. So we need, yeah. we need that. Oh, buddy. But he's the nicest guy out there. I also love that he was drinking a little glass of red wine on the way back. Just enjoying the moment. Yeah. yeah. The red wine lifestyle lives on. Well, there was came, a, do you think it came from a, like a skin, like a wine skin? Oh yeah. Like, just hey, pouring guys, it right can, in his mouth. Sir, that can I get you a drink? No, you know what? I, I came prepared. I have this right here. Can I just get a cup, please? And there you go. Puts the music in, closes his eyes. and does. I loved that. I loved it. There was um, a story about Dehane too, how not so long, I don't have a time timeline on this, but like he was complaining, like contemplating quitting hockey 
to like just take up his business degree that he got at Providence. And he was drafted in 2016, but he was also passed up twice. Yeah, I mean, when you're a seventh round pick and, you yeah. know, 2016, so I mean, what is he, 26? I guess 23, yep. 24, when you don't really have a direct line to the NHL, yep. um, I I give the guys a lot of credit for still playing like that. And and Nima Linen, too, to his credit as well. Like, he obviously didn't go the college route, but he was 25 when he made his NHL yeah. debut, too, right? Yeah. Sometimes it just takes longer and I love, don't give up on these guys. Newton. I love a seventh round pick. I don't care how many games he plays, making it all the way to the show. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. It takes curious. a lot of work to get. He's got there. a bit of a career ahead of him now. I'd be curious to see the list of seventh rounders that have played for the Oilers. I can't think of any other one from recent memory. I'm actually just going to go pull up that draft and see who were the, the guys late there who have even played games. Cause he's a seventh rounder. So there was a centerman, Calvin Thurkoff, who's also played three games now, but hasn't played in three seasons. So just gotten to a couple of random ones. Jeremy Davies is a D-man. He's played 23 and Yoakum Blitchfield. So he is one of only oh, five players from that last round to ever even play a game. Who did the Oilers take in the sixth round out of curiosity? Just um, so they, you know. A Pelly Rassinen, a centerman. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> you want to know. around though? Yeah, he's still kind of he's kicking. He's playing he college. Plays, he's under the 50-man contract. Plays in Finland. Oh, yeah, he plays in Finland. Yeah. Um, we have his rights and stuff, right? Yeah, but yeah, ready yeah. to hear two guys who went within 10 picks of the Oilers taking up Pelly Rassinen. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Brandon Hagel and Jesper Bratt. Oh, this would have been oh, nice. Oh, fucking yeah, Jesper Bratt nice. go that late. Uh, uh, speaking of former Oiler draft picks, you see Conor Olaf scored today? Yeah, I did in the KHL. Oh, I oh, saw really? the video. I didn't watch it. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, it was Hollywood. Yeah, it was Holloway who posted it. Yeah. Holloway posted it? Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw it on his. Dylan I Holloway? I think so. I'd have to double check, but I think so. Oh, former teammates. Yes. Maybe that brings Conor Olaf back one day. Maybe. Dude, I, I, Oilers I, need I, some I, depth scoring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as much as I love that, I do believe... Um, Nation fan Oli uh, Rodriguez having a good pretty, pretty oh season. yeah. So I think they if we could have actually have two drafted goaltenders we can bring up through the system after a twenty years thirty years of not having one. Not Shout out to the uh, Bakersfield goalie coach, which I believe is Rodriguez's dad. It is. I was also so. going to give some big credit to me and Tyler mm. as it seemed like things really started to turn around after he took that picture with us in LA. Yeah. Yes. We're, you we're can't say answer. he didn't. Nice no. guy. Nice guy. Can't Quiet. Say he, he did say, I think I wrote an article about this too. He said he needed to like find a place to stay like consistently to like find his game again. But if you look back at the last, like he was well, basically up, up since he turned pro, he's gone up and down. He was also on the Oilers, uh, black aces squad during so, the COVID or whatever. So he wasn't playing. And he also played in Austria for a year or like during when COVID shut the leagues down. So this guy was basically living out of a suitcase for almost two years. So and you expect him to perform. Now he's obviously found his role in Bakersfield and hopefully, yeah, that's just another guy they can, we went through. All, we went all, through a couple of years like that where we didn't have a HL team actually at all. Yeah. And didn't really help our goaltending yeah. situation at all. Like I remember Sorry, Doobie. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say Devin Dubnik played JDD. for like uh the Penguins farm team and he didn't play cuz No, like, they're like no, we want to play our goaltender. Yeah. Uh um, all right. How was that a thing that they didn't have an AHL team? Like I don't remember the story of how that happened. I just think it's weird that why wouldn't every single team just have one? Well, I think there's just like a con- like your your deal ended there, didn't have quite have one, so you put together one for a year from now, so you had one year where it, mm. I think, but I don't really remember. We may have actually gone like two years without one, but because you can loan players, 
yeah. in the in the American League. Yeah. It's like different programs. That's what happened with Sheldon Surrey. He was loaned to the Hershey Bears. That's yes, true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's another situation. Another situation the others <laughs> yeah. did really well. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where he goes. A decade you know? of darkness was on and off the ice. Mm-hmm. Who else was in the the Kane thing then? Nima Linen. Yeah, Nima Linen went down. He it's, needed to go down. He did, yep. He needed to play more and find, like, because originally when they sent him down, they said he needed to handle the puck a little bit better. And I, I think our boy Bruce said he wasn't, and the Oilers called him up anyway. Yeah, but I think there's the left side, right side thing. They, they didn't want to go right to day or nay. And but there was Broberg so, wasn't looking as good as Broberg is right now. That's what it was. Broberg was still down there, but they called up Nima Line and yeah. then they called up Broberg after. And then Yamamoto, I guess we don't really know. And then um, Ryan Murray onto LTIR. Oh, yeah, yeah, so Murray and Yamo on LTIR. Um, I, I'm kind of worried about Yamo. Yeah, this it's, is it's why concerning. I said I don't know if he can. You might have to be looking at a right winger this, this you know this deadline rather than that, that 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 centerman that defensive centerman. Yeah, it just and it's it's it bums me out too because he was starting to pick up his play. <laughs> Yeah, he, he looked like he was starting to figure it out. The thing that I'll go back to with the deadline ads is if you just go get a good, <laughs> strong centerman, mm-hmm. Taves, Horvat, whoever, McLeod can play on the wing, Nuge can play on the wing, Hyman and Kane can kind of flip-flop to either side. If Fogel happens, still be here, he can flip-flop to either side. Like you, you give yourself so much added line versatility if you go get another centerman. But we are heavy left-handed shots. Yeah, you do probably need You'll to get someone to shoot right. If, if, if Pooley goes... And let's say Yam's down a little longer. Is your only forward shooting right, Derek Ryan? Hyman. Hyman. Oh, Hyman. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So you have the top and the bottom, but nothing in the middle. Yeah, Jonathan Taves shoots it, left. Isn't he, uh, the Bo Horvat rumors are kind of nuts to me. Like just, when, how did, that just kind of came out of absolute nowhere. But Horvat's going to look good on every top mm-hmm. end team in the league. So yes, boy, you'll fit in there. We fit in there. Fit. Well, it was the, would. it was the, the tag on by Merrick that really kind of kicked it off. And that's what irritated me is because he was like, oh, part of the reason the Oilers would be a good fit for me added Horvat could fit in there long term. And you don't know what's going to happen with dry in a couple of years. And it was just like, are we like, no, please, no. the Oilers are focused on winning a Stanley cup with Leon dry They are not worried about building a good team. If, if, Drysaddle leaves in two years. If Drysaddle yeah. was UFA at the end of next season, I'd give this like an ounce of a thought. If we were talking a year from now, Oilers haven't won a cup and they're still looking to fix a bunch of problems, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe you do go get a long-term fit just in case. Or if it was Drysaddle's final year, I'd even be like, yeah. mm-hmm. you go get Horvat, sure, or a guy like that. And that case, you at least have a guy sitting there in case you don't get a deal done. But right now, it's silly oh. to have this conversation. I really like Jeff Merrick. And this isn't me like discrediting his reporting at all. I just think it's a little silly for us to be having the conversation of like, do they need a contingency plan for if one of the big guys leaves? Because I just, we're way too early on. I think it's so irrelevant. Like there's obviously no conversations because it's on nobody's mind. Like it doesn't need to be brought up because it doesn't matter. It's just, spinning a little it's bit. It's just for clicks and, and yeah, conversation. It, point, it was right? just so weird. And that then I threw that in there. Do you guys honestly think like, I, I could see this media just throwing things out in the Edmonton universe well, just to see, just to see the shit. Of course. Because of course. the fans are so <laughs> reactive. hundred percent passionate. 
hundred <laughs> percent. Well, you, you got to think these guys are just laughing, you know, sitting in their, in their studio or whatever. And go, hey guys, watch this and just tweet something out there and just watch the actual shit storm that happens. Yeah. Maybe 100%. that's it. Well, whatever they did. Good job, Jeff. You're to making us talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But Bo Horvath would be great. Like sure. just for his, for his cap value, like that's something you can actually work with. It's 5.25. Like right if, now it is. Yeah, but, and I mean, like, if we just get him for a rental, like, I really don't care. Like, he's going to make this team better. Like, we spoke about it on the live show yesterday, and people were like, do we need Horvath? It's like, if someone like that is, like, available for you, then, yeah, you probably should grab him. If you can get him at a reasonable deal, like, he's not going to harm your team in any way, right? Like, it's just weird how that was, like, the guy people were like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, I think was he have, like, 29 goals this year? I know when I, I know when I say that I, I talk about more of like hey I think the our places of need are different types of players sure. um, like a guy like Horvat can he go down and play that fourth line role that you're going to need can he's going to have to play 11 minutes a game now he's not going to get his normal mm. whatever he normally gets right so it it affects some players but if yeah if you just meant that Horvat's not 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 good enough to be on this team well then that's just that's silly yeah but, but for me though the other thing. And I talked about this on the show. If you go get, or sorry, it was in a TikTok was asked me to film. <laughs> We're a very, uh, we do a lot of content around here. Tyler did the nay-nay in it as well. Yep. Go check it go out. Go check it out. Wow. Oilers Nation on TikTok. Did you whip or did you just nay-nay? Um, <laughs> I, uh, he wasn't paying attention. The idea, if you go get Horvat or if you go get Taves, you almost at that point can play 29 and 97 together full time. And that's, wouldn't that upset you? No, the (laughs) the only reason I don't like it is because you don't have the depth for it right now. Like tonight, I still don't love it, but I understand you're easing Kane into it. You don't want to put him with a big gun. That makes sense. But if you could run McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman, and your second line at that point is whichever one of Yamo or Pugliarvi are still here with Horvat and Kane. That's like Taves and Kane. Yeah. Taves has been pretty good in his career with a guy named Kane on his line. Mm. <laughs> so maybe that transfers over, mm. you know, I'll just get both. <laughs> right. Yeah. The logic. Mm. Yeah. Is it faded up? <laughs> it is faded up. Uh, that's so good. There's ways for the Oilers to get hold yeah. of if they actually want him. And the cap is friendly enough for them that it's very doable. Yep. Uh, for our friends at Tourism Jasper, I want to tell you about the 2023 Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament that will be hosted at the beautiful Jasper Park Lodge on from January 27th to the 29th. That is in two weeks' time. You need to be there. Join me, Tyler, and the rest of the Oilers Nation gang as we do a watch party on Saturday as the as Edmonton takes on Chicago. Sign up your team for an incredible weekend of hockey on a pond with us and many other special events. Visit chehockey.com for more information and to register your team. Frank Cervalli will be there. You'll be hosting a hot stove. Tyler might be in the hot stove too. I might be hosting the hot stove and teeing up Frank Cervalli in the barn burner guys. I don't know. We'll see. Either way, we come stare at Tyler with me. It's very it's fun. Be good. Yep. Uh, very fun. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I want to talk a little bit about the game tonight against the Kraken. Um, looking through a couple of things, Campbell getting another start. I want to start there. Makes sense to me. I think it makes sense from a human element too. Yep. For Skinner, he's a yep. newborn baby. Jay said, as, "If anyone in this office would know, it'd be Jay what it's like having a newborn baby." So he said, "Like the first few nights are exhausting." Would it like? I was kind of looking at the schedule. Like, would it be surprising if he didn't start against Tampa too? And his first start was against Vancouver on Saturday because that's on the road. Kind of like a night away. Like I don't know. I was just kind of thinking about that. No, like, I think you got to get him in there. You don't want him to sit out too long. Right? That's that'll, that'll be close that's, to that's that'll two be weeks. two weeks, right? Almost two weeks. His start would have been LA, and he didn't play the full game. Yeah. So yeah, yeah maybe. Tampa. No, they said he had a really big practice yesterday. Took a lot of shots. Was out there yeah. a long time, so most likely not in tonight. But I'd see him. Being he's probably go to on Thursday, and also doing the game day routine again today. Even though he's not starting, right? You get ready. You get prepared. You go yep. for warm ups. You're on the bench. You're back in the jive again. Yeah. You know, it makes sense to go with uh, with Campbell tonight. I understand the logic at least. There's probably an option for Skinner to maybe even just like stay in a hotel Thursday, Wednesday. Well, I mean, night? he's got, what is it? 37 he siblings. He can just swap houses. <laughs> with one he did say his wife has been good at making yeah. sure he like gets his sleep and stuff, which like you, that's kind of goes without saying that that happens. Yeah. And to Jack Kimball's credit, he's won his last four starts. He's deserved this. He yeah. deserves to play. So 900 save percentage in three straight, 900 yeah. or better. So I thought he was, and then, you know, we were all talking about it when we were in Vegas. So we're like, you're not really going to start, Pickard, are you like, can't start Pickard. No are you? Chance. I never Campbell came that. in and performed well. I mean, there was that one goal where he was kind of yard sailing all over, but like, I also had a major problem with the defense on that play. Yeah. I think so was, I think he deserves talk it to a goaltender though. Like at what point is a goalie? Is it easier to like flop around and try and get side 100%. to side or stop, get up and the pucks now like, you know, two, three feet away from you. And you're not covering that instead of, you know, just being laying on the ground. Like it's, it's That's a good point right? too. Cause I watched, I rewatched it a couple of times the next day and it's not like there was a quiet point in the scramble where he could have yeah, just he didn't reset stay himself. down. This is not a Mike Smith thing where, you know, his knee was bugging him and he's like, oh, I'm just going to stay here. Well, dude, the puck's out of the zone. You can get up. He's like, no, no, I'll just, I'll be right here. And the, the goal actually went in. The shot that actually went in was a bit of a greasy. It was one from too. behind the goal line, was yeah. it not? Like that was actually just a, probably a good heads up play good, from the forward. That was a good bounce. Just knock it. Connor in does goalie. that. We love it. Mm. We don't blame it on their goaltender. It happens against us right away. We want to blame it on our goaltender. Like it can't yeah. have one and the other. I yeah. would think on that play too. Like I can't, I'm trying to run it in my head. I can't remember it fully. But like as the defenders in the play, like as a whole group, like. You've probably got to take one for your goalie there. I think like, do something to help him out. He's on the floor. Like. I, I feel like there's sometimes those scrambles. We need to stop trying to like stop, grab c- control of the puck yeah. and like or like just just start swinging, boys. Flatten somebody. That's just what start, I like, want. Swing at the puck. Swing at the puck. If you ice it, who cares? That's, at least you exactly, like can reorganize yourself. Like, yeah, whatever. Just swing it to get the get the damn thing away from us. Yeah, uh, I agree. and I feel there's too many times where we try and like. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like Liam when he was drinking that uh that massive beer at the, at the watch party. Up. He had elbows like this, three chairs beside him, each side. They got knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> I held mine up when I first got one of those. I held it up over my head so I was like, I, I won the briar. <laughs> I won the Yeah, no, you won there. earlier because you got an extra four ounces for even money. Well, that's because I they the, were out of the glass and like, that's because I'm a businessman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Liam was rattled at that point. Oh, Real was, quick story. Yeah. So what that was is they ran out of these 40 ounce beer glasses. So the guy comes up to me. He's like, is it okay if I give you two 22 ounce pints? I'm like, you know what? It's Don't. a hell of a deal. <laughs> I think you did that twice. You're up four. You're up eight ounces of Listen, eight ounces of draft. I am the businessman. I'm a businessman. Exactly. Tyler. It's time. Almost. I'm so nervous. What else do you got to say about the Seattle Kraken? Uh, their special teams are terrible. Their forward group is deep. Their blue line is okay. Their goaltending is terrible. So last time the Oilers played the Kraken, they lost 5-2. That's because the Oilers really only played about 23 minutes. Just quick keys to victory. What do you guys have on Oilers Nation every day? I said they have to start early, like get in the game early and don't chase. Like you chased against the Kings and it went terribly for you. You got ahead against Vegas and Anaheim too, and then San Jose to an extent. Like, and then you dictate what actually happens. Like, just you got to play a 60 minutes. And and Jones, to his credit, like he's not been good most of the season, but this last little run, he's been pretty decent. Like he shut out the Bruins on on the road. So yeah, just try and get on top of them early. Cause last time you did that against Seattle, it went very, very well for you. Very, very well. Tyler? Yeah, Martin Jones has been like either Vezina or terrible gave up five goals to the Hawks, shut out the Bruins, shut out the Habs, gave up four goals on 23 to the Sens. Um, I agree to the lame that you got to get in the game early just because again, the Seattle team's so deep that if you go down early, they're just going to roll four lines and dump and chase you into the end boards every shift. And it'll be what the Kings did. It'll be like skating in quicksand. You just won't really come back. But the other thing for me was survive at five on five and thrive on the special team. Seattle is junk on the PK since December 1st. Their power play is running at 13%. Dominate them with the special teams and then just play even at five on five. So then here's another thing. I'm just going to tag onto that. Don't let them off the mat on the power play then. Mm -hmm. Like you got a special teams win has got to be a key to the victory. Didn't they do a pretty good, how many power plays did they give up against Vegas? Two or three? Three, I, think. I felt like they did a fairly decent job of staying out of the box, but that wasn't like weeding out a lot of power plays yeah. either. But quickly, sorry, Rick, will they honor Jordan Eberle tonight? 900 games. He just I think got. I could the see them giving knowledge because they just yeah. did it to Gagne, but that was a thousand games. But I would imagine they do something. 900 is no joke. Oh no. And most no of those we looked on the, we looked at the table. Remember we're at the yeah, uh, park MGM. Most of them were here. I think it was something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Rick, what do you got for a key to victory? Look, they've been playing well the last, you know, three games. I think they just got to come out and keep playing their game. They're getting Evander Kane back in the lineup, which is going to be a huge boost on the ice, on the bench, in the room. Um, yeah, there's no reason to think that you can't beat this team. Just come out and play your game and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Last thing I want to touch on before we move on is just for our friends at Betway. Tyler, what are you feeling tonight? What were the bets of the day for you as I pulled mine up? Uh, I tailed Liam. I like the dry settle shot prop. He tends to shoot more when he's on McDavid's wing versus when he's centering his own line. So I think the dry subtle shot prop is What's a the number three and, and a half. half paying what Liam plus one fifteen. Nice yeah. Nice we got, spot. that's what we got Hyman out on Saturday too. And yeah. nicely. And yeah. I think I'll go puck line. The Seattle team could be a little worn down. Tonight. <sighs> I was thinking about puck line too. 
obviously they've been on the road for seven straight games. And then they went home for one, which was last night and lost to the lightning. So they got to turn around and fly back to Edmonton after only being home for like one We're night. Jumping on that I, I know our weekend was a little bit different, but I always forget how exhausting a travel day can truly be. Yes. So especially I, like at the end. Yeah. Like yeah. we should ask Kuma about that when he's done his Oof. 37 flight home from Brazil yeah. trip. He's got like, I think it's, I think if I remember right, it's six or seven legs on his flight home huh. from Brazil. Yeah. I had two legs. <laughs> Liam, what do you have? <laughs> uh, I had that one to try to set a one. And then I also took the, a little parlay. Oh, would it be power play and empty net goals? Bingo. But I also... I mean, that was just a lock, lock and load that's that one every four, that's night. That's the 4-2. Hasn't hit in like six It is 4-2, yeah. But that's your 4-2. Yeah, mine's 5-3 power play goal, empty net. I've kind of locked on that one. <laughs> I've got uh, Connor and they're playing together. So Connor and Leon both to score a plus 250. Yeah, sorry. The other one I had was the Oilers to win and McDavid to score two points, which is like only like plus 125. But if you want a little bit more, then Drysaddle with the same one is like plus 190. So pick your poison. There you go. Tyler, now it's time. Yes. Now it's time. Okay. What is the order and how are we doing Tyler's signature segment that he's been working on all day? Word association. We'll flip from what we did last week. So we'll go bag milk, Liam, Rick. All right. Um, okay. A couple different ways. I'm going to go with this one. We're going to start with one, two, three, four. And then I have a couple of trade proposals that Sportsnet threw together on their site today. It came from Jason Bukala, who was a former NHL scout. He did a full deep dive on like the Oilers roster and then put two trades they should make before the deadline. Well, I'm excited for that. Cool. So I'll give you those, but we're also going to do a couple other ones before. So one word for our time in Vegas. Unreal. Epic. Profitable. Hey. Not profitable. <laughs> 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 the plane ride home from Vegas. Quiet. Bouncy. <laughs> Not bad. Vibeless. I was so mad at you. Yeah, like you should be. in a spiritual way, of course. Yeah, I just I just want to know. So when I text you, I was in the car. Where were you guys at that point? I was just getting into the the customs line. Yes. So it was worth eleven dollars. Rick paid eleven dollars to upgrade and sit at the front of the plane. It was unreal. <laughs> I walked Roll by four. him on the way all the way to the caboose <laughs> and I'm just sitting there watching. I'm just, and then deep planning on that one took forever as well. So I was just like, yeah, I hate sure Rick so much right now. <laughs> Connor McDavid's idea of no shootouts and just going 10 minutes, three on three, please. Yeah. Correct. I didn't see that music to my ears. It's just after you go through a three on three, having it go to a shootout is so anticlimactic. Yeah. It's so I, boring. I will say, I know everyone's getting bored. Like, like we do two on two and one. I am not for two on two or one. No. I think it should actually just be no time and just continuous overtime. Yeah, that's fair. Because then some, like we've seen it a few times where they literally just do keep away. I think that would two. happen a lot if you took the clock out of it too, though. But then but you're only keeping it like you're not keeping it away for the clock to yeah, go. That's fair. You're yeah, you're keeping it away for Leon and Connor to go fifth. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone does it besides against us. Yeah, fair. Well, and also just like if you extend the three on three, you're going to get matchups that you just don't want or yeah. you do want. You mm-hmm. know, it's going to create some chaos. Yeah, uh, Pugliarvi being scratched. It hurts. Unfair. Disappointing. Understandable. I think is my word. 
Um, I mean, everyone else has kind of taken their turn. Yeah, I think that's fair. As Even well. though we just talked about the time, yeah. the timing was there, but yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, here are the two trades from Sportsnet. Edmonton trades a lottery protected 2023 first round pick, Yessa Pugliarvi, and a 2024 fifth round pick in exchange for Joel Edmondson at $500,000 retained. So the caps are a wash and a sixth round pick. So a first, a fifth. A first, a fifth, and Pugliarvi for Edmondson in a sixth. What's what's his contract going forward? One Three year. million with one more year on it. I just Edmondson's not my guy. I say no. I say no. Overpay. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. 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 Overpay. I just if we have what we have in uh, in DRNA, I just don't think you need that. Yeah. You got, you got right. four guys down that right side where your ears are here. Now, if Edmondson. Dan Avier left in his contract. I might be on that a little bit more. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Just put Dayerne down for the rest. And then yeah. Yeah. Play there. yeah. And like Edmondson, I'm not saying he's good, not a bad player, but I just hate the idea of restricting ourselves even more next yeah. season. Yeah. Like, I like 11 and seven with the extra right hand. Yeah. Defense, so. Edmonton trades a 2023 third and a 2025 third. So two thirds for Luke Shen at 50% retained. Is he at like 1.5? He's at nine or 850. So I think he would be down at. 425. He's a righty too. Eh? Yeah, he's yeah. a righty. Leads the league in hits. <laughs> yes or no? I'm going no on that trade. I just, again, I think if you're moving out, you're moving the, the, those moves that you can do somewhere else. I just don't, the right side right now is fine. I might do it. Cause he's got some rings. Yeah, I might do it too. I'm kind of torn on it. I feel like two thirds might be a bit much. Yeah, a bit much is my answer. But if I was doing like a third and a fifth, maybe I'm just trying. I just keep thinking of the Kulak one. I know you had to give up a player, but the picks were a second and a conditional seventh. I just feel like you essentially that, a sixth. You move that third for maybe a a, a yeah. little bit better of a fourth line. Player. Yeah, it's a little bit rich. Yeah, yeah but like I do, I would like to have a couple more rings in the room going down the stretch. Do you know what? Actually, I would do it. I would be in on it because of the idea, like he blocks shots, he hits, he can play on your PK. He's essentially Chris Russell. No. Yeah. And we've just talked about how we miss Chris Russell. Yeah, that is true. And if you get him like 400 K. Dirt cheap. Yeah. That is nothing. We were missing Chris Russell when we were playing bad defensively, five man system in our own end. And we just wanted yeah. some other guys like these, all these terrible shots were given up. Like, Someone threw a body part out there. That's kind of where you wanted him, right? So yeah, I, that's I where just, I miss from Chris Russell is the willingness to throw his face in front of a shot. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But and then I, when he does it, and, the, and and CBC or sorry Sportsnet or somebody like look at Chris Russell and all the shots, all anyone does is goes ah, you know they tear it down. It was always what was it? Oh, he always blocks so many shots so he can't get the puck out of his zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something you, you like can't that. Right? Block the shot unless you don't have the puck. They yeah, have the puck, right? So I get where that stuff is, but when we had it. We didn't like it anyway. So I, let's. I made a trip. I made a video on Chris Russell once. The hype uh, vid. The hype video on Chris Russell. <laughs> um, I think there's always that thing, and it's similar to Evander Kane as well, where you want that toughness in your lineup. Evander Kane's going to bring that swagger to it, and everyone else is kind of going to feed off that a little bit. Like, if you're a guy every night who's blocking two or three shots, like, I think that kind of feeds through it as well. Like, it just helps Oilers, everybody. Yeah. yeah everybody yeah. sees one guy, yeah. and that guy goes out and does it. Yeah. It's hard it's a to not effect. play that way when you see other guys on your team doing it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm mean, what 31st in the league and block blown shots. away. If like, you don't see a guy like day doing that type of thing. I, I feel I, yeah. like that's just like right in his wheel. I think that's fair too. I'm trying to, who's our right side. CC Bouchard, Barry and Danny. I just seven and Broberg's playing better. So you can get a couple extra minutes. Would you take it off Kulak and take a little bit off of, off of, uh, off nurse. I I've really liked day so far. 
my just hesitation with him is he's still just getting his feet wet. I'm trying not to pile too much expectations on the guy. Yeah, it'd be interesting. But but I mean, I we like saw, all so the first two games was you know obviously the the, the co- level of competition was down a bit. He looked fine against Vegas um, tonight and Tuesday. You're going to get a really good test of some of the top teams in the league, and let's see what he can do with her. Yeah, yeah. Any other trade proposals? Are we good? We're good. So let's wrap it up. Oh, before we wrap it up, I just want to give a quick shout out to our our friend Amar. Uh, he just welcomed his firstborn. Ruhan Gill. So that was on Thursday, January 11th. So Congrats, shout out Amar. to him. Congrats. Shout out to Amar. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.